Welcome to the Phase World Podcast. Engaging conversations that cross the boundaries between business, art, and the digital world. reflecting on how our program is designed and what we provide to the students. It's a niche, the way we do it, uh, and we still believe that we should keep that track because there are very high skills in terms of their discipline, but they're multidisciplinary uh, artists. I heard twice from experts saying, okay, you you can work and live well in circus uh, world if you're very highly skilled, if you have a wonderful artist, very creative, innovative, or if you have a charisma. If you have one of those three things, you can have a, a career. doing is we're training people, artists, that will go out of the program with an act. Hello, it's your friend, host for this podcast, Fei Wu. Unlike the other popular top-ranking shows with millions of downloads per episode, we have a much smaller audience who tune in every week, and we know many of them by name. Drop us a line on phaseworld.com or social media, and I will respond to each message personally. If you like what you've heard so far, it'll be incredible if you choose to subscribe to the show. You can do that on your mobile phone through any podcast app. Search for Phaseworld Podcast, F-E-I-S-W-O-R-L-D, all one word, then click on search, and then subscribe. That simple act is a strong vote of confidence for all the unsung heroes and self-made artists on our show. We thank you. Today, I'm joined by Eric Longlois, who is the executive director at the National Circus School in Montreal, Quebec. The National Circus School, NCS, is a school for higher education in the arts and offers curriculum in music, dance, and theater. NCS also offers academic subjects at the secondary and college levels. One of our own podcast guests, Annie Laplante, graduated from there, and since then she has performed with Cirque du Soleil and Circus 1903 in several highly reviewed traveling shows. NCS is the only circus school in North America that offers professional programs in circus arts. It also prepares professional circus art educators. Because it's unlike any other traditional educational institutions, it piqued our interest to get on board and find out exactly what they do and why. My executive director, Adam Lefford, and I drove nearly six hours from Boston to Montreal to visit the school. Across from NCS is the world headquarter of Cirque du Soleil. Eric was so generous with his time and insights. Initially joined as a strategic director nine years ago in 2008, Eric worked closely with just about every department you can name at NCS. He told us that NCS 
is training more entrepreneurs, not just artists. Students who graduate from NCS need to perform a final act created on their own in front of a public audience. Eric believes that as an educator, they need to help facilitate artistic talents and innovation. It's an iterative process. They constantly reflect on how they can better support the students and further develop the right attitude and the ability for the students to see. I just came back from a weekend of LTMBA workshop with Seth Godin and 200 other LTMBA graduates. One of the most memorable lessons I learned there was that attitude is a skill and that a skill can be learned. Imagine that. If art schools not only teach students the technical side of things, but coach them to see and think differently, that will be a whirlwind, wouldn't it? This episode is created for those of you who love art, appreciate art, and continue to involve in and support artistic endeavors and initiatives. Even if you're not a circus artist yourself, most of us aren't, this is a window to a world you have never seen before or experienced firsthand. Without further ado, please welcome Eric Langlois to the Face World Podcast. I will see you on the other side. So Eric, I want to first learn, you know, a little bit about your background. You know, who are you? How did you find your way into this position here? Uh, I'm an artist. Uh, manager. Uh, formerly, I was in the uh, Classical Music a- Academy, Summer Academy. It was a, a, an academy and a festival uh, here in Quebec. Mm-hmm. So I was there for 10 years, uh, mostly as, um, firstly, as uh, administrative manager, then CEO. And then um, I left the organization. I went back to school. I did a master's degree in, in, in project management and one in, in business administration. And then the position open here as administrative uh, manager in the school. And what was interesting is um, my predecessor, uh, Marc Lalonde, used to be the executive manager uh, in a music chamber orchestra who came to the festival in the academy. Uh, so that's how we met. And so when the position opened here, we knew each other already, so um, maybe it facilitated a little bit. Uh, certainly, when I entered the position, it was I was eager to work with him. I knew him from 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 the past, and that's how I I got in the position first. It was in two thousand eight, and I moved to the position of executive manager uh, a year and a half ago, uh, only. Uh, so I know pretty much about the school. And I'm learning in the new position now. Wow. That's, that's my background. <laughs> um, so how long have you been working at this school in particular? I joined in March 2008. Wow. It's uh, almost 10 years. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, as a acting for uh, until a year and a half uh, in that position as, a, as a administrative director, in uh, has a, a service position in the organization. I was in charge of the, uh, of course, the administration, the finance, mm-hmm. the the IT, uh, human resources, everything. <laughs> almost everything, except 
uh, academics. I was in contact with all the departments uh, in the school, especially as I was in charge of the human resources. I was directly in contact with the academic uh, director of the school, which is which is the main employer, main service employer uh, in the organization. We have about uh, more than 75 uh, teachers in the school. So the acceptance when I, I moved to the position of executive manager was, I would say, was easy or was easier uh, because I, I knew everyone and everyone knew, knew me already. Wow. You know, so I was thinking 10 years in the span of someone's career and also just the extensiveness of everything you've touched, you, people you've interacted with. What are some of the changes that you may have seen in the past nine years from this school? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very interesting question, especially because I'm, I'm living something very interesting. When I arrived at the school, they were first weeks arrived, they were in the process of reviewing their strategic planning. I don't know, it was maybe a week uh, after I entered the, into the position. We had a meeting, a whole day uh, meeting to, to reflect. So I knew very little about the organizations. It gave me, a, it was put me in a bath, you know, and a nice way to learn. Uh, about the the old school, so I remember like if it was yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, I I remember uh, at that time the big issue was um, the school was renowned as um, mastering the the technique, very strong technician, mm-hmm. and that we had to move on to improve, increase the capabilities and the. Uh, the the abilities in terms of artistics Mm -hmm. and we worked on that through all these years to improve it plus there's something specific to the school is that somehow if you compare uh, our uh, training program to other schools uh, around the world circus schools their training is toward training artists that will contribute in a collective or in a show, Mm -hmm. uh, in in creations of pieces. uh, And what we're doing is we're training people, artists, that will go out of the program with an act. Mm -hmm. So mastering the technique in their discipline and with, of course, a very strong artistic way of saying the things, of living it, which is quite different from the yeah. other uh, great schools. And still, that's that's the way where the training program is designed mm-hmm. and toward what we're aiming, we're, what we're doing. And But we work through all these years to improve and develop and facilitate. And so we, we kept working on it through all those years. Uh, today, what we're facing is developing their skills in innovation, mm-hmm. in regards of innovation. So innovate in terms of acrobatic languages, uh, movement from the artistic point of view also. You know, being innovative in, in, as an artist. Um, the former graduates come, uh, often they come to every year. Someone is coming at me and they say, you know what? I wouldn't have been 
recruited, I wouldn't have been selected to the addition of the school today. If I had to apply now. Exactly, if I had to apply now. Yeah. Because the level, the technical level is very high, the artistic level is very high. So I believe we achieved something. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a very iterative approach. Yes, it um, is. Like, it's not about... It we stand by this rule, and that's going to be it for the next 25 years. No objections, but no. rather from your position, you know, very high up, executive director, you are being very flexible, iterative to say, let's adapt and let's see, you know, what is the best for the students, yeah. but also in the, you know, sort of what does the industry want? What What is yeah. the audience looking for? So it's everything. Um, so, yeah, so you had some yeah, just from From what you said, I want to hear more about you know, how do you structure something unstructured? How do you encourage this thing that's subtle? But I wonder whether part of the reason for what you're saying is that, you know, so there was Barnum and Bailey and there's a very traditional hundreds of years tradition mm -hmm. of classical traditional circus. Mm -hmm. And then now knowing that Cirque du Soleil is the largest employer, I think, in the theater world worldwide, mm -hmm. and that each show is different. One of the challenges is how do you make them each unique in a way that's compelling and distinct? So I'm just wondering whether because there are so many different shows, how do you, you know, in, in the technology where I come from, we call it herding kittens, like a bunch of cats running all over the place. How do you sort of move mm -hmm. them along? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you, through a very high standard, but without taking the joy out of it or taking the, the creativity out of it, how do you foster that super high level of achievement while still being open? Um, thanks for the, for all that. <laughs> well, what comes to my mind is that there, there's, different circuses, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, and in itself, Cirque du Soleil is, is one circus, yep, okay? Very well defined, actually. Even if from one show to the other, it's different, mm -hmm. there's a recipe, there's, there's a way it's presented. And they invented or they created a, a kind in itself. Some artists, some of our graduates will be interested in pursuing a career in Circus du Soleil. When you enter in a circus, you come up with your, with your act. And what Circus du Soleil is looking for is a very high skills artist, okay? Mastering an, an act, mastering their discipline, because that's, that's the way it's built. They built the show, they put together very, very strong acts. You have circus companies who come up with, with shows that don't put the emphasis on the super hyper uh, technical skills, but had come up with a story, with uh, poetry, with images, with a blend, and they have their own signature, okay? It was interesting to see that they were, they looked at us through, through the last 15 years. And what we can see now is that they say, okay, we have to bring back some basics and we have to develop the, the uh, technical skills to our students, our graduates, because it's also needed. When we're re reflecting on, on how our program is designed and what we provide to the students, we still believe that it's... Um, and it's a niche, the way we do it. Uh, and we still believe that we should keep that track because um, there are very high skills 
in terms of their discipline, but we also give them the basics. Uh, they're multidisciplinary uh, artists. about 10 really interesting points just now. Because the students are still so young, I, maybe, you know, Ani, some other students I, I've seen, 12, 13 years old in the elevator just now. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as the parents say, maybe it's a lot of money, a time, by the time you're 20 when you graduate, you should be over there performing for Cirque or Seven Fingers, right? But I think we need to almost revisit that concept because they're so young. How would they know what type of artist they're about to become? Yeah. How do they know? They may not know what they enjoy doing the most. And the other point that you brought up that I honestly never thought about before, Cirque du Soleil had a very big name for a very long time. I love them very, very much. But they, like you said, they target a very specific type of artists. Mm-hmm. And that is for the 30 seconds or a minute you have on stage, whether I'm from China, I've seen a lot of this already, or you're from the United States, we should just be covering out our eyes and just wooing away. Just, this is the best thing. I could never do that. Contrasting that with an act of a story or like, you know, President Obama kind of just taking the stage with so little movements, but he just, there are people with a presence that just dominates and completely command the room. Mm -hmm. And I've seen artists Mm -hmm. do that Mm -hmm. without yet Mm -hmm. the most difficult act. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important for students to understand that. Not one thing you can twist your body, eight different angles, nobody in this room can. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's some quiet, shy girl over there. She can command the room like nobody else with a very simple movement. I never thought about that before, even as an option. And for the children to see that today, Versus be crying and real wish that they realize that when they're 50, it's a very, you're teaching something above and beyond just a physical act. Mm-hmm. I heard twice from experts saying, okay, you, you can work and live well in circus uh, world if you're very highly skilled, if you have a wonderful artist, very creative, innovative. Or if you have a a charisma, Mm -hmm. an amazing charisma. If you have one of those three things, you can have a a career. You can, if you have a mix of it, well, then you're an exception. So it's related to what you're saying. And it's a question of individual then. We'll select students, candidate that we can see in them that they they will master the technique very fastly. They have physical mm-hmm. attributes. They, mm-hmm. you know, it's clear. And and I think the the motto, the 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 main challenge, is how can we be, uh, and how can we provide uh, to the artists um, those abilities to develop or to be innovative. And you can be innovative in very, in different fields uh, of your professional uh, practice. Uh, And so that's where we are. That's where we stand. And that's our challenge. And yeah, 
and we have we 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 do research. We've been involved in research for six years now, and having we have structure. We have research in pedagogy. We have research in 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 disciplines, in 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 techniques, in apparels. Uh, all, all kinds of fields. We have industrial partners. We do research with the companies. We do research in, in social social innovation projects. The the uh, research project been so powerful. Uh, it gives us visibility. It's it, it, it is a partnerships. It brings in brings in uh, expertise from outside like. Uh, we we had a, a project specifically on the calculation of the charge on apparel. Uh, another project on it was all related to propulsion. Uh, so it it applies to so like the physics of the performance. Yeah, and, and it applies to all kinds of disciplines. So you can you can look at it through from this discipline or that discipline or this discipline. Yeah, it's very it's been very very powerful and it it's opening up to all kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it's deeply fascinating. Bunch of questions left over from the earlier things you said, <laughs> but on what you just said, I'm I'm sure some of it, of course, must be proprietary. Some of it is kind of behind the curtain. Yeah. But I so wonder, you know, I want to know: is it written about? Is it filmed? If I were, because we, you know, we have this extraordinary opportunity to meet people like you and to, mm -hmm. to meet the performers and to to kind of soak that into ourselves. But not everybody does. And what you're talking about, I got to say, it's life. I mean, it's what everybody wants. Everybody is looking at the robots and automation and commoditization mm -hmm. of their work or of their contribution in society. People talking about universal human wage. Should we just give people money already and just let it go, let the whole wages for effort thing go? Mm -hmm. So if somebody were, did not have the privilege to either be part of this organization or a performer or the person from 3M or the person from you know, IBM Materials, whatever it is, can they find out? Do you write books about it? how much of that can get out into the world and all that yeah. extraordinary thinking and, and research and knowledge. Who from outside gets to see it and how and when? Yeah, that's the, the second step. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's the second step. Yeah, the first, I would say the first five years, uh, well, we, we did some publication and we did some presentations in, in, in specific events and in, in specialized events. The second step is really... And again, it pop up through the the um, strategic planning process and, and, and reflection was okay. That's the second step in regards of all our research activities. Um, how can we share yeah. uh, to the uh, to the old public uh, this information? We have to work out a plan specifically uh, on that. And I think to add to that, and there's yes. an opportunity because you're at the foreground of you've, you know, a lot of circle schools have not been around since the 1980s mm -hmm. and certainly not across the street from Cirque. And, you know, clearly you have a relationship with Seven Fingers and you as a person with the vast of knowledge that can benefit this organization as well as the physical location, all that. I think that the National Circus School right here has a unique advantage and knowledge to really share out with the world. Mm -hmm. And as a result, in a way, I don't want to say prop you up, but I think that's the knowledge everybody is looking for. We've been, uh, we're a member of the uh, European uh, Federations of uh, Circus Schools mm -hmm. uh, for many years. 
that's a platform to share between schools uh, the knowledge and he's the knowledge uh, it's 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 very much powerful. Yeah, we've been sharing and we've been generous in sharing. We've been sharing with Central and Southern America also, and the other part of the of the world now is Asia. You know, we've been in contact with uh, South Korea. Mm-hmm. We're working with South Korea. Yeah, we're open to share. Past experiences have um, taught us that we, we get a lot when we give. Sure. Uh, I thought one idea at my age, even in my late 20s, I started to reflect upon a lot of things I learned in school in China and especially here which I've been since high school. So my higher educations are completed in the United States. I thought about unlearning a lot from maybe what my parents taught me. They're, mm-hmm. they're precious. I mean, they, they're incredibly smart and successful people. But there are certain things I have to unlearn mm-hmm. because, you know, we're through transitions. I'm from a different generation. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned something that's so unique, and I think we you quickly mentioned that. But the opportunity for these artists from this very school to be entrepreneurs and to start their own company. A lot of people don't think that. So it's very easy for you to go through an exam, go through a final to say, yes. Joe Schmo was A+. Plus. But nobody asks, how is that guy doing now? Five years, 10 mm-hmm. years, 20, 30 years from mm-hmm. now. Very few people actually ask that question. To me, I'm not a parent yet, but if I were, that would be a much more important question than what he scored on. See, I, I think... Chinese people and Asian population in general focus a lot on that first career across the street or the final exam. But I think longevity of the success of an artist, that's a true marker mm-hmm. to what's going on. And, and the fact that somebody is able to start an act on his own, her own, and to turn it into a thing or to work at a local high school to invite, to be able to educate that and pass that on mm-hmm. without extreme financial gains. To me, that's a huge success. So I think to, to summarize a bit, that if there's an opportunity for the student profiles, people such as Ani Laplante to come out even more, for people to see the face, see her story, and see how happy, how successful she is, people are going to resonate mm-hmm. with that. And therefore... Mm-hmm. You don't hear those stories from anywhere mm-hmm. else. So I think that that could mm-hmm. be really mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was um, through the, the strategic planning reflection that that came out. Plus, we do every three years we do uh, a survey with the, the graduates mm-hmm. and see where you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is your care going? Cool. Have you uh, experienced uh, major injuries or injuries? How have you managed it? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and they're telling us what is what is missing, what they would like, where they're in their career, what they would like to have as, as training or yeah. what they're taking, thinking of uh, w- what will happen within the f- nine, next five years or 10 years and how they see them uh, themselves. Plus the questions, a, a change that we have experienced, that I, we're, we're living now is that in the present uh, generation, we see more uh, interested toward uh, entrepreneur entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurship, and plus uh, they want to express their voice. They have things to say, and this is something we also we have to work on, especially for uh, North Americans. Uh, mm-hmm. Is the their 
general culture. Uh, it's not the case with European, certainly not with French and yeah, generally speaking for the European, their general culture is is there. So they're better tooled to articulate uh, their their mind, their what what they think. Uh, I think we have to support North Americans more, develop that more. So if when come the times and if they want to be creators, uh, if they want to go their way to create a company so they can articulate uh, their speech, what they have to say, then they'll be better tooled to do so. We've seen that personally. So I was born in the mid '60s, right? So I have a certain perspective, and then I have a nephew who's, you know, so-called millennial. But every time I say that yeah. word, yeah. I have to feel bad about it because he said we're not all the same. You know, it's, yeah. we're not just a, a homogenous group. I find among a couple things among those people, the younger people, a combination of this extraordinary desire, but then again, kind of a gap, kind of a lack. So YouTube becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. Here's a kid, sort of good-looking, nice singing voice, yeah. and next thing you know, he's yeah. a... You know, so they have person. role model in that. They have, but that's also, you know, going back to a few different references, that's a lottery mentality, right? Yeah. So there's a book we often quote. Um, Cal Newport wrote a book called uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You, quoting Steve Martin, who himself started playing banjo, because he said to himself, hmm, if I start playing banjo now at whatever, you know, 12 years old, 40 years from now, I will be playing banjo for 40 years. So that hard work, that preparation. If you're in a market, though, where even if it's not about the money, if it's just about connecting to fans or being able to do your art or just being able to pay your rent, if it really is a lottery ticket, if there's going to be one Justin Bieber for every 4,000, mm -hmm. you know, 10,000, 100,000 other people, mm -hmm. there's that disconnect. Also, those younger people have this super high level of touch of the, the consumer products and of the entertainment products. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, without being mean to them, this is feeling, well, if I can't be Steve Jobs, why even bother? So that I think, frankly, a depression, you know, comes out of that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why they, they experience so much uh, anxiety yeah, and yeah. problem. Uh, it, it explains or it puts what they're experiencing in the school in perspective. Lots of them are experiencing anxiety problem. Mm -hmm. So it's like a And it's, it's related to that, uh, certainly. Mm -hmm. So one of our earliest friends, James Altucher, you know, we got to see in person, who wrote a book called Choose Yourself. Mm -hmm. And his point, though it sounds simple when you say it, I think it's very fundamental in people. You don't see people doing it enough. He said, choose yourself. That doesn't mean just love yourself or think that you're great or you're going to make it. If you're a singer, you should sing. Sing in the shower, then sing in the coffee shop for one person or the thousand true fans. You know, one person hears you sing, then 10, then 100. If you're going to hit a home run, touch every base along the way. So we've had that experience with family, with friends, Faye and I have, and through uh, part of the consulting that they do is to take somebody who might be very energetic or extraordinary and say, okay, how are we going to get there? You want to be at this point where... You don't have to work in an office. You don't have to staple cover sheets on reports. Mm. But how's that going to happen? So just going back to what you were saying, that it's not necessarily financial. The studio model, right, where somebody's got to put up X millions of dollars, uh, and then you audition. 
and then if you're chosen, you get put in the show. Mm -hmm. But if you get, you know, get marked up, you get injured, you might be out of the show. So that whole, the pressure of that model. So what we've tried to do to care about the individual voice is to say, how are you going to take what you do if you don't go into a, frankly, a studio model? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Where do you go next? What are the parts? Mm -hmm. Health, legal, yeah. digital marketing, yeah. so yeah. that your kind of feet are always on the ground. Yeah. And then because you're young, maybe you don't have huge financial pressures yet, you can work your way up to a sustainable mm -hmm. career instead of just this mm -hmm. trying to be the one in a million. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. which most many people won't make it. You're mm -hmm. not going to be in the NBA necessarily. Yeah. So what else yeah. can you do to enjoy your life? And to do to, to be a artist who lives working through their art uh -huh. among our friends, that's an achievement. Uh -huh. uh, the role of the of the school, I think, is to ease their knowledge of themselves, mm -hmm. consciousness yes. mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. what they are. Yeah. And provide them with, with tools so they'll be able to yeah. navigate through 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 uh, and it's a, a, a very big issue this this questions of uh, anxiety the generation anxious yeah. generation sure. I, I, I would say and sometimes that comes from the most talented crew of people right it, some people have no unquestionable physical skills and I've gone through schools and I still I see these kids and I can just see myself when I was 13 15. Mm -hmm. And there's so much anxiety. There's so much doubts. So that feeling is almost uh, relatable, even though I look at their skills to think that I've never in a million years could do what they do. I think there's something about the school that's distilling, kind of leaving them with when they graduate from the school, that they're going to carry, hopefully, luckily, some of them are going to carry them through the rest of their lives. I think... Ani said on the show that this school allowed her to be an artist. And she wanted to do this since she was seven. I think she didn't integrate into the school until maybe 13 or 14. And to make that a reality, and that's the only way for some of the most exceptional artists of this century, of the people that we have seen in the past, to become a reality, to become stories that's written in books or to be passed on. There's something really to be said about this, even though some of the most important moments that you can't grasp, you can't say, you can't, it's that, we're talking about that, mm. or that's, you can't mm. track down. It's a, it's a system. Yeah. It's a system. What, what I hear sometimes from people from inside, from uh, collaborators from inside, the way we, we support the students, some people say, oh, we do everything for them. We do everything for them. So we do too much in the sense of too much. And when they leave, then they lose their... Uh, so are they well-equipped enough to evolve in, in, the, in, in the world uh, as we support them so much? I hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive to that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I feel concerned about, about this. That's, ex that's extraordinary. I'm going to throw in a couple things. So tools are wonderful. You have to have tools. But it could be something so much simpler, which is just to know what the steps are. Sometimes just to be able to say, here are the six areas, here are the quick gotchas, and you can come back. Mm -hmm. That might be enough. They don't have to have all the tools. They have to have the basic tools. Like yeah. in, in my job, I write software. I show up at a client. I know enough to get going. 
if the if the software's too slow, I've got an approach for that. I don't have the answers. I may not even know what I need to know. Mm-hmm. But I'm calm because I know I can approach that just like a carpenter comes to, to fix your door. So that's one thing is that they don't have to have everything, but it's good if they're at least aware, oh, if I go down this road, here are the major waypoints. Like a checklist and they have that a they checklist. want. They have the rest of their life. They can yeah. go back to yeah. you or another resource. They can ask uh, a friend or they can go on the internet. So to add to that, I felt like there's a, a very natural transition. Um, since I was in my mid-20s, all the way through the past 10 years, so many people, not that much younger than I am at work, to say, Hey, can we uh, go to this conference room? Can I chat with you for a second? And, you know, clearly you're three years ahead of me. What is it like? Or, you know, so I think there's an opportunity because kids are really scared. We watch, you know, Adam's uh, nephews to leave school and to say, oh, we're really tossed into this free world, right? With mm-hmm. no net of catching us. But I see that if you were to offer your graduates to say, hey, you're all said, you know, let us know, call us when you need help versus someone who's less sure about themselves to say, what if we just check in mm-hmm. via Skype? We mm-hmm. just check in for 30 minutes every month for the next year, for the next six months. Mm-hmm. Some people may yeah. opt in to do that for the next five years yeah. or return when they're 35. Yeah, you're right. And coach really. back out. Again, yeah, if exactly. If, they've, if you feel they present well, if they're very respectable right. and they know what they're doing, maybe mm-hmm. they can Skype with the new students. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. No, thank you yeah. so much. Uh, yeah, and let's, let's, let's meet again. Hey, it's Faye. I am back for a few words at the end of the show. I hope you enjoy what you heard. You can visit us online at faceworld.com or social channels such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, also under FaceWorld to keep things simple. I personally review and respond to all the messages. Love to hear from you. Thank you and lots of hugs. See you next week.